Acts 3, and uh, we talked about last week with the lame man, uh, Peter and John were on their way to the temple for prayer time, and the Bible says they were on their way for the prayer, and uh, they came in, and there was this lame man who was standing there, and on his way in, uh, the lame man asked him for silver and gold. And that's what he did every day, was begging for money. And, uh, well, Peter says to him, Silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus, get, get up and walk. And that lame man got up, and he ran into the temple with him. What an amazing story, how God healed him. And uh, <coughs> But then in verse number 11 is where we left off last week, where they all followed them to Solomon. Uh, to the temple, and uh, so where where I'd like to start off is verse number twelve, Acts chapter three and verse number twelve. You've got your Bible. Let's read together in verse number twelve. The Bible says, "And when Peter uh, saw it, he answered unto the people, which was verse number eleven. He saw all these people coming in, and answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this?" Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob and of the God of our fathers hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just, and desired a murderer to be guaranteed, granted unto you. And then jump to verse number 16. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And so as we look at this, now let's get into this message here this morning. And I'm going to do the best that I can. <coughs> Try to give you what I feel like the Lord is trying to teach us here in verse number 12 and verse number 13, just by way of introduction. In verse number 11... They all follow Peter and John back to the uh, where Solomon's porch is at there. And uh, all of them were wondering. They were amazed at what took place. And Peter saw it. He saw that their amazement and their wondering. Uh, and he began to give them an answer, uh, if you will, the, the sermon he begins to preach. But as he looks at them, he says, what are you wondering about? That, uh, who, who are you wanting to give credit to? See, they wanted to give credit to Peter and John because of this lame man being healed. He said, why are you marveling at this? Why are you uh, worried about this man? We, we, this man did not walk because of our holiness. This man did not walk because of, because of Peter. This man did not walk because of John. They wanted to give credit to the man and not give credit to the God. Uh, but, but uh, our credit to God. But you'll see here very quickly what Peter says unto them. Peter says, 
He says, it's the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up. He said, look, <coughs> he said in this, he said in this, he said, that the credit doesn't belong to me. The credit doesn't belong to Peter uh, or Peter and John. It belongs to God. And in our life, and as we go about our way, the, the miracles that take place are, are, are not to our credit. Uh, God can use any of us. And some men and some women think that, that uh, they're, they're God's gift to whatever's taking place. No, God can use anybody. God can use Peter. God could use John. It didn't matter what avenue or which way he went. God was going to heal that lame man, whether he used Peter or whether he didn't use Peter. And so all I have to do is I have to be a clean vessel for God to use, and God can use me and be willing to do what God wants. Because Peter ultimately wasn't the reason why the lame man was healed. And listen, the preacher that preached the night I got saved, it's not him, I, by him, when I saved. And the preacher that was preaching when you got saved, it wasn't by him that you got saved. And the lady that led you to the Lord, or the man that led you to the Lord, it's not by them that saved you. It's by the holy and the righteous God that saved you. And the man or the woman <coughs> that influenced you enough to get saved and influenced you enough to, to come to that saving knowledge, it was by the power of God, not by the power of that person. We look... His introduction, this is what Peter's trying to tell him as he begins his message. It's in my pocket. As you, as you look at this, uh, uh, at, let's go ahead and jump right into the message this morning. Number one is the denial. I think I'm fine. Is the denial. Uh, he begins to preach on their denial. In verse number 14, the Bible says, You denied the Holy One and the just. You denied the Holy One and the just. In, in Luke chapter 23 and verse number 5, and they were more fierce, saying, He stirreth up the people, teaching throughout Jewry, beginning from Galilee to this place. Look, they wanted, uh, the Jews are the ones that denied Jesus. The Jews are the ones who nailed him to the cross. The Jews are the ones that marched him up there. The Jews are the ones that, that delivered him. The Jew, in verse number 13, they delivered Jesus up to be crucified. The, the Jews spoke against Christ. The Jews were against him. And they denied him. They simply denied Jesus. And so Peter immediately goes into that, that they denied him because of the miracle that just took place. This lame man's healed because of Jesus. This lame man's healed because of what Christ did on the cross. I'm healed because of Christ dying on the cross. I'm saved because Christ died on the cross. I am because of what Christ did. And if you're born again this morning, then you're saved because of what Christ did. Now, look, they can deny Christ all they want to. And they can say that Christ doesn't exist. But ultimately, Christ exists. <coughs> Bible says that... Number one, that they denied him. They, they denied the Holy One. But as they denied him, think about the things that took place when they denied him. They, they delivered him to be crucified. Who, who delivered Jesus? Ju Judas took Jesus and denied him. Judas delivered him to the Jews. Judas delivered him to the Jews. And then they, the Jews delivered him to Pilate to, to take care of him. Not only did they deliver him to be crucified in verse number 13, but the Bible says... 
in verse number 13, that, uh, or verse number 14, let's jump to 14 and then I'll come back to 13. He said in verse number 14, they desired a murderer to be granted unto you. In verse number 14, he said, but ye denied the Holy One and desired a murderer. So with their denial of Jesus Christ, they also desired a murderer to be delivered unto them or granted unto them. See, listen, sin will mess with your perspective. Sin will mess with your idea that right or wrong is right. You look at what's happening in our country today or look what's happening in our, in our churches today. I, a lot of times in a lot of churches is that the wrong is being called right. Uh, look, right, as I heard a preacher say many years ago, uh, right will always be right and wrong will always be wrong. Sin will always be sin. And as you look at this, this sin in their life, the denial of Jesus, messed with their perspective that they wanted the murderer. <coughs> Who in their right mind would choose to choose? All right, I'm going to release two prisoners. I'm going to release one prisoner. You choose who you want. And they chose the murderer. Why would they choose the murderer over Jesus? Because their perspective was messed up. They wanted, they desired that. The Jews wanted a murderer to be set free. In verse number 15, a verse we did not read for next week, but he said, and you killed the prince of life. Do you realize that people still choose over Jesus? People choose jobs over Jesus. People choose friends over Jesus. People choose marriages over Jesus. People choose uh, uh, baseball and football over Jesus. People put uh, their priorities are mixed up. They'll make sure that they never miss uh, an, uh, an attendance at a ball game or never miss the attendance at different things, but they'll miss the attendance where they ought to be in God's house. Uh, it gets their priorities messed up. It messes with your perspective where you think those things are more important than church. Those things are more important than God. Just like these people, the, the Jews, they denied Jesus and messed with their perspective and they wanted a murderer. Don't choose <coughs> things over the Lord. You know, the Bible says not to, not to, uh, uh, not to, uh, we, we need to love the Lord with all of our heart. Bible says not to worship any other, any other gods. And immediately we think that it's some statue sitting on the side of, sitting in our house. Or sitting at, sitting at a church somewhere. But the statue that we can worship are the things that we put in the place of the Lord. They're the statue that we put in place instead of worshiping God. Whether it be a sport or the TV or, or the list goes on of the things that I chose or the things that I spoke of when you choose over the Lord because it becomes more important, it becomes your God. I know families today who used to be in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night who don't even go to church anymore, but it all, it all started with a choice of what was more important. It all started when the, when the choice was given to them, what was more important, God, or the, the, the item that started getting them out of church. So we, that we see 
We should not reject the Lord and reject Him and deny Him. Don't deny the Lord in your life. But look, these these Jews, they delivered Him to be crucified. They desired a murderer. They denied Him. (coughs) Look in verse number 13. Pilate says, or the Bible says Pilate did, um, very last, very last thing, uh, the last after the last comma in that in that verse. And Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. See, Pilate was determined to let Jesus go, and the Jews denied him, they hated him, they delivered him, and they killed him, and they desired a murder. So much the more that they had to make sure that Jesus couldn't go free. Even when Pilate was determined to let him go. Now, number one, we see the denial that Peter preaches on during his message. But number two, and I'm done, and then I'll be done, is the dependence that Peter preaches. Number one, we see the denial. But number two, we see the dependence. In verse number 16, look. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. Who is this man? Who is this man? Look in, in, uh, in verse number 2. And a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried. See, what it is, is this lame man had faith in Jesus... And Jesus could heal this lame man. And his faith was dependent on the Lord. He put his dependence, he put his faith in the Lord. And through faith in his name hath he made this man strong. (coughs) I read this statement. And it says, the value of faith depends on the object of our faith. Who are you putting your faith in this morning? It was the faith in Jesus that worked the miracle for the lame man. It was the faith of the lame man that healed him, not the miraculous works of Peter and John and not the words of Peter and John. It was the work of the faith. It was faith It was dependent on God. If we want God to do miraculous things, if we want God to answer prayers, if we want God to work like he's never worked before, we're going to have to believe in total dependence on God and not believe in anything else, not believe in my works, not believe in what I can do, not believe in what I can accomplish, but simply believe total dependence on the Lord. Look in verse 16, it says, It hath given him perfect soundness. This man, can you imagine? Imagine the story with me. For his whole life, I guess when he got old enough, that his parents started taking him down to the temple and laying him on the side of the road to beg for money. And they carried him and they carried him and day one after day after day after day after day after day, they carried him down there. And one day, Peter and John come by. And he believed that God would heal him. And God healed him and gave him the perfect soundness. This man was so lame, he couldn't go anywhere. 
This man, he was lame where he could not do anything. He was dependent on others. But the moment that he, the moment he put his faith in God, the moment he depended on God, his faith gave him strength in his legs. His faith gave him strength in his legs that he never had. And his toes and his feet and his calves and his muscles began to work <coughs> like they never had before. Got up. Bible says that he was walking and leaping. We're trying to get Lucas to learn how to walk. So we've got this little walker trying to get him to walk. And he pulls up on everything. Sometimes he'll slide side to side and try to work his way. But you know what? He can't walk. He has not learned how to walk. Now let me ask you something. I've never thought about this until I was studying this out. But as you look at this, this story of the lame man, who taught him to walk? Who taught him how to put one foot in front of the other? <coughs> when Peter healed him, I mean, when God healed him, when the miracle took place, he stood up and he went to running and walking and leaping with no practice. With no practice. Because God gave him the strength that he needed of the perfect soundness in verse 16. Now, we see that this man's faith, this dependence that he had, it was in his name, Jesus' name. Perfect soundness. And then the last thing mentioned under this point is verse number 16 as well. The Bible says that this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. What does that mean? Peter said, this miracle took place in front of you guys. You got to see it. You watched as this man stood by the temple. You watched, or lay, I'm sorry, laid by the temple begging for money. You watched him walk into the temple. You watched him, uh, praise God. You watched him leap. You watched him. You saw it. You saw it all. What's your response? Let me ask you something. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to close. But have you ever seen God work? You ever seen God answer prayer? You ever seen God work on your behalf? Guess what you need to do? Huh? It's in front of everybody. <coughs> the world needs to see it. The world needs to see that God is working on our behalf. He needs to see God. We, the world needs to see answered prayer. The world needs to see God, God uh, work on our behalf. So I ask you a couple different things and then I'll close. But number one, don't deny him in your personal life. Don't deny him in, in who you are and what you do and, and the things of God. Don't deny him a place in your life either. And then let's be dependent on him. Quit depending on yourself and your works and your good things and all the things that you can accomplish and depend simply, solely on the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask you this question. Do you know the Lord this morning? Do you know for sure that heaven's your home? Do you know for sure? The Bible says that you can know that heaven's your home. If you need to know that for sure, 
You need to contact us. You need to get in, in touch with us so that we can take a Bible and show you what it means to know for sure. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse number 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you don't know the Lord, you need to call on the Lord and save you. I'm done. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. I thank you for tonight. Thank you for everyone that listened. I pray that you'd be with them, encourage them, and strengthen them as they're in their homes. I pray for those that are at the hospital. pray for those that are sick. And I pray that your hand would be about everything that's done and said. I pray for tonight at 6 o'clock for church. And we love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tonight, 6 o'clock, we'll be back live again for evening church. And uh, we will be back, uh, prayfully, we'll be back in church next Sunday morning at uh, 10 o'clock. And uh, looking forward to being back in God's house with God's people. God bless you guys.